just get straight into it. Uh, this is chapter one of The President is Missing. Thursday, May 10th, chapter one. The House Select Committee will come to order. The sharks are circling, their nostrils twitching at the scent of blood. Thirteen of them, to be exact. Eight from the opposition party and five from mine. Lawyers, uh, fuck. See, I'm not good at this. Let me start over, okay? Thursday, May 10th, chapter one. The House Select Committee will come to order. The sharks are circling, their nostrils twitching at the scent of blood. Thirteen of them, to be exact. Eight from the opposition party and five from mine. Sharks against whom I've been preparing defenses with lawyers and advisors. I've learned the hard way that no matter how prepared you are, there are few defenses that work against predators. As Monica Lewinsky, of course, could uh, attest to. At some point, there's nothing you can do but jump in and fight back. Don't do it, my chief of staff, Carolyn Brock, pleaded again last night, as she has so many times. Don't do it. My my chief of staff, Kellen Brock, pleaded again last night, as she has so many times. You can't go anywhere near that committee hearing, sir. You have everything to lose and nothing to gain. They're going to trip you up. The Mueller guys. Uh, uh, fuck. Okay. Um, you can't answer their questions, sir. It will be the end of your presidency. I scan the 13 faces opposite me, seated in a long row. A modern-day Spanish Inquisition. This is, okay. The silver-haired man in the center, behind the nameplate Mr. Rhodes, clears his throat. Lester Rhodes, the Speaker of the House, normally doesn't participate in committee hearings, but he has made an exception for this select committee, which he has stacked with members of Congress on his side of the aisle, whose principal goal in life seems to be stopping my agenda and destroying me, politically and personally. That, which is true. That's, uh, uh, that was 100%. That was the only problem with the Clinton presidency, actually, um... Uh, was that there were people out there that wanted to sh- destroy him personally. There's nothing bad that he did or that his administration ever did. Uh, it was just personal grudges uh, from people in the media and people who just didn't like him politically. Um, uh, savagery in the quest for power is older than the Bible, but some of my opponents really hate my guts. They don't want me to run to run. They don't want to run me out of office. They won't be satisfied until I'm sent to prison, drawn and quartered and erased from the history books. Hell. If they had their way, they'd probably burn down my house in North Carolina and spit on my wife's grave. I mean, so far, I, I want to say, and I shouldn't do too many asides because this is a uh, an audio book reading, but so far I want to say that uh, it appears that um, the main character of this book is Donald Trump. Um, I uncurl the gooseneck stem of the microphone so that it is taut, fully extended, as close to me as possible. Really important detail. I don't want to lean forward to, to speak while the committee members sit up straight in their high-backed leather chairs like kings and queens on thrones. Leaning forward would make me look weak, subservient, a subliminal message that I'm at their mercy. It's really an interesting book so far to see um, exactly how Bill Clinton's fucking brain works. Um, I'm alone at my chair. No aides, no lawyers, no notes. The American people are not going to see me exchanging hushed whispers with an attorney, my hand over the microphone, removing it to testify that I have no specific recollection of that, Congressman. I'm not hiding. I shouldn't have to be here, and I sure as hell don't want to be here, but here I am. Just me, the President of the United States, facing a mob of accusers. Man, poor guy. I mean, yeah, the, the, it, it really does seem like uh, the most powerful man on earth was uh, absolutely at a disadvantage here. Poor guy. I, I really feel for um, the most important man on the planet here uh, on page one of chapter one of this book. I am alone at my chair. No aides, no lawyers, no notes. Ah, oh, fuck. I already read that cha- that paragraph. Okay, sorry. In the corner of the room, the triumvirate of my top aide sits in observation. The chief of staff, Carolyn Brock. Danny Ackers, my oldest friend and White House counsel, and Jenny Brickman, 
my deputy chief of staff and senior political advisor, all of them stoic, stone-faced, worried. Not one of them wanted me to do this. Quite like Trump's lawyers, it was their unanimous conclusion that I was making the biggest mistake of my presidency. But I'm here. It's time. We'll see if they were right. Mr. President, Mr. Speaker, technically in this context, I probably should call him Mr. Chairman, but there are a lot of things I could call him that I won't. Wow. Cool. Wow, that's badass, dude. You did. You called him Mr. Speaker instead of Mr. Chairman? Fucking hold him back. Hold back the president here, everybody. Um, this could begin any number of ways. A self-congratulatory speech by the speaker disguises a question. Some light introductory setup questions. But I've seen enough video of Lester Rhodes questioning witnesses before he was speaker, back when he was a middling congressman on the House Oversight Committee, to know that he has a penchant for opening strong, going straight for the jugular, throwing off the witness. Long as fuck sentence there. Uh, he knows, in fact, after 1988, when Michael Dukakis botched the first debate question with the death penalty, everyone knows that if you blow the opener, nobody remembers anything else. Will the speaker follow the same plan of attack with a sitting president? Of course he will. President Duncan, he begins. President Duncan? <laughs> president Duncan? Okie dokie. Um, since when are we in the business of protecting terrorists? We aren't, I say so quickly that I almost talk over him, because you can't give a question like that oxygen, and we never will be. Not while I'm president. Are you sure about that? Did he really just say that? The heat rises to my face. Not one minute in, and he's already under my skin. Mr. Speaker, I say, if I said it, I meant it. Let's, clear, let's be clear about that from the start. We are not in the business of protecting terrorists. He pauses after that reminder. Well, Mr. President, maybe we are parsing words here. Do you consider the Sons of Jihad to be a terrorist organization? The Sons of Jihad, everybody. Um, this is former President Bill Clinton uh, and, uh, uh, you know, acclaimed millionaire spy novelist uh, James Patterson here um, writing a book together where uh, it looks like the, uh, the bad guys here are going to be named the, uh, the Sons of Jihad. Of course. My aides say not to say, of course. It can sound pompous and condescending unless it's delivered just right. These people's brains are fucking weird. They've got weird brains. And that group has received support from Russia, has it not? Off to a great start, everybody. To hear the full episode, subscribe at patreon.com slash struggle session. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.